As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Good morning, welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Friday the 22nd of December. I'm Adam Leventhal. On today's show... The European Super League is back on the agenda. It's it's given them a mandate now to pursue the change they want. Is a new striker on the way to Chelsea in January? It feels like in terms of their recruitment, it's the only piece that's kind of been missing so far. And who will make the difference for Arsenal at Liverpool? I feel like the last couple of weeks we've been able to see him get back to his creative best. This is the Daily Football Briefing with Adam Leventhal. First up, a roundup of Thursday night's action and the Premier League grudge match between Crystal Palace and Brighton. Here's Elise and Ayu 1 0. Pascal Gross and into the net. Danny Welbeck. Brighton up 1 to 8th after Welbeck levelled up Ayu's opener for Palace, who stay 15th after the 1-1 draw. In Spain, Real Madrid down to 10 men after Nacho's sending off on 54 at Alaves, left it late. Here it comes from Cruz, and there's the chance! Real Madrid leading at it time! Vazquez sealing that 1-0 win, taking Real Madrid top on goal difference before the Christmas break, seven points above reigning champions Barcelona. Barca's women, with the standout Champions League results of Thursday night, 7-0 to the holders against Sweden's Rosengard to maintain their 100% group stage record. Well, the top story in football over the last 24 hours is the European Super League moving back to the top of the agenda once again after the European Court of Justice ruled that governing bodies FIFA and UEFA acted unlawfully in blocking the proposed plans originally. It's led to clubs like Real Madrid, who stuck by the planned breakaway, celebrating the landmark decision, while others like Manchester United and City, who were originally planning to follow until they saw the fan backlash, reiterating their support for existing competitions. I think the key sentence that most people will take away from the, from the conclusions, and this is a very lengthy uh, document that lawyers have spent months and, and years deliberating over, but the, the, the key point I think most people will, will focus upon is that UEFA and FIFA 
were abusing a dominant position. Those were the words they used. And and I think that's what certainly that Real Madrid and, and Barcelona quit to respond. They've seen that as a big victory, that UEFA's rules as they were were unlawful. And it's it's given them a mandate now to pursue the change they want. That's the Athletics' Phil Buckingham on that decision. If you want to go deeper on the subject, check out the previous episode of The Daily Football Briefing and you can read our latest explainer on The Athletic with more analysis and insight sure to come. You're listening to The Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. Now, January the 1st sees the winter transfer window open. To preview that, let's hear from our football correspondent, David Ornstein, who will dominate your timelines with breaking news throughout the month-long trading spectacle. First to Chelsea and their search for a number nine. My understanding is that in either January or next summer, they will bring in a new forward. It won't necessarily be an established, renowned Number nine, it could be, of course, if the right opportunity arises. I see names linked all the time, like Victor Osserman uh, and many others. Um, but it could be a versatile forward if that player is more appropriate. But somebody to add goals. The supply of these players at this level does not really meet the demand at the moment. The demand far outstrips it. There are a lot of clubs looking at the same players. And so it will be really interesting to see what direction in which Chelsea go. To Manchester United. And what now for Jadon Sancho? The situation is untenable. So either he has to be reintegrated and Manchester United have a massive asset on their hands there. Or they have to try and part ways. If they're going to part ways, they really need to try and find a buyer and raise some money for him or loan with an option and a big loan fee or loan with an obligation to buy at the end of it. Because their financial fair play situation is not great. And if you're going to be considering action as drastic as terminating his contract, there is still the cost of his ongoing contract. They will still feel the cost of Jaden Sancho on their financial accounts after he's gone if they cancel his contract. They then need to bring in a replacement who will cost money to them as well. And their financial fair play situation is tight. So something needs to happen. And right now, I'm not aware of concrete interest or development. Of course, Manchester United and Sancho's representatives will be exploring options and having conversations with potential takers. But as far as we know, nothing firm has developed on that front. And January, one way or the other, is critical on Jadon Sancho. And what about Arsenal? Is Ivan Tony from Brentford a possibility? The links between Arsenal and Ivan Tony are everywhere, but that doesn't mean what we're seeing is the reality. Uh, as far as I understand it, there have been no developments yet on Ivan Tony's future. He's soon to come back to competitive action after his gambling ban. Clubs will want to see how he gets on before deciding whether to make an offer for him. He's only got 18 months left on his contract at Brentford and there's been no suggestion he'll be signing a new one. He may hit the ground running and hit spectacular form and one of these clubs may say, we're going to go for it. Brentford may say, we've got Brian and Buemo injured. We want to keep Ivan Tony at least until the summer, try and renew his contract or sell him in the summer with a year to go. Ivan Tony could turn around and say, no, I don't want to go in January. I don't want to go in the summer. 
I want to go as a free agent in the summer of 2025. And then I get salary and signing on bonus. In terms of Arsenal, there'll be some at the club who like him, of course. He he will be on Arsenal's list like other strikers will be. Victor Osserman, Benjamin Sesko, Evan Ferguson, and loads of other clubs have these same names on their lists. But if I'm to give you my information at the time of recording, I don't think it's likely Arsenal are going to be signing him. I've got nothing to suggest they will or that there have been any movements. And so my assumption right now, subject to change, like all of these things are, that he is most likely to stay in this January window and let's see what happens subsequently. And finally, Mo Salah to Saudi Arabia was a big talking point in the last window. More of the same this winter? It feels like inevitably at some point it will happen. But will it happen in January? I've heard nothing to suggest that the Saudi Pro League are going to go for him in the winter market. In fact, what I do hear is that they're likely to have a quieter window than they did in the summer and will next summer. And Liverpool are absolutely depending on him for their title race in the Premier League, for the Europa League campaign. If this is going to come back round again, I would assume it would do so in the summer and not in January. I have had some suggestions that he's enjoying his life at Liverpool, his career. Perhaps he'll want to go on and continue playing at this top level. And so maybe Saudi will have to wait. Well, that's just a taste of the information in David's latest piece on The Athletic, a full preview of the January transfer window. And it is a must read. To the big game of the weekend in the Premier League, Liverpool against Arsenal on Saturday evening. On yesterday's edition, after Liverpool's demolition of West Ham in the Carabao Cup quarter-final, we got the take on the home side. What about the visitors? Here's our Arsenal reporter Art de Rocher to tell us who will make the difference for the Gunners, who haven't won at Anfield since September 2012. The one thing from an Arsenal perspective is Erdegaard. I feel like the last couple of weeks we've been able to see him get back to his creative best in terms of actually coming a bit deeper to receive the ball and playmake, basically. And Brighton, I think, maybe not played into Arsenal's hands, but it was a much better game for him because of the space they allow players to get into with how positive they are in their approach. And I think he could maybe get into some similar spaces against Liverpool. And once he gets into those pockets, either freeing Saka or Martinelli, like he did against Liverpool last season, I think he could be the one to really accelerate things for Arsenal. So yeah, I think he's been gearing up nicely over the past few weeks. And hopefully Saturday is kind of the moment where... I guess everyone in the Premier League sees that he's back to what he was doing so often last year. Well, there's more from Art and the Handbrake Off team. That's the dedicated Arsenal podcast on the latest episode. Prior to Liverpool-Arsenal on Saturday, the early kickoff, 12.30 UK, that's 7.30 AM Eastern, is West Ham against Manchester United. Then there's four 3 PMs in the UK, that's 10 AM Eastern. Spurs have won back-to-back games and they want to cement their top four credentials, but they take on one of the informed teams in the Premier League, that's Everton, with five wins in six. Nuno Espirito Santo's first game in charge of Nottingham Forest is a testing game against Bournemouth, who've won four 
from an unbeaten six games. Fulham in 11th face second bottom Burnley, while Luton take on Newcastle, the home side's first game since captain Tom Lockyer's cardiac arrest. Two things on that, he's now recovering at home after having surgery, and the game against Bournemouth will be replayed in full, the Premier League have announced. On Sunday, that's Christmas Eve, you have Wolves in 13th against Chelsea in 10th. All of the festive fixtures can be seen in the US on NBC, USA Network and Peacock. It's Sky Sports and TNT Sports in the UK. Now they've broken up for Christmas in Germany with Bayer Leverkusen four points clear of Bayern Munich at the top. In Spain, fourth place Atletico Madrid versus Sevilla on Saturday is the last game before they break as well. But Serie A continues like in the Premier League. Two of the top six in action in four games on Friday night. Third place AC Milan are at Salernitana and Fiorentina in sixth are at Monza. Inter have a four-point lead at the top ahead of a meeting against Lecce. Fourth versus seventh Bologna Atalanta and eighth against fifth Roma Napoli also feature this weekend. And last but not least, it's the Club World Cup final. Manchester City against Brazil's Fluminense in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. That's it for today and for 2023 for the Daily Football Briefing. We're having a breather until the new year as well. This has been Adam Leventhal, supported by producer Mike Zimmerman and executive producer Ian McIntosh. Subscribe and follow if you can for when we return in 2024. Thanks very much for your support this year. Have a great festive period and a very happy new year. Take care. The Athletic.